Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the scratchy and kind of whiny noise on this podcast. We're trying to do our first live show and uh, quite a bit of technical difficulties. As you probably noticed, there's no video along with our first live show. So not really a live show. We did get this audio from our live show. We wanted to share that with you guys because we thought it was pretty fun. Again, just stay tuned. Check out our Twitch channel for more of these live shows, and then we're going to be posting the live shows once we get them working to YouTube. So without further ado, here's me, Dill, and Doge in our first live show. So check it out. First live show. We're going to do a little thing we like to do on our, our main show, just for this first one. Keep it short, keep it simple, keep it fun. So we're going to add a little wheel of debate. So without further ado... Got it pulled up on my phone here. This is a a wheel that we're eventually going to build uh, that is full of great sports topics, sports debate topics, and we spin the wheel at the end of the show to see what kind of good uh, combo we can come up with. So, first things first, let's spin this bad boy. Spin it. Got to grease those bearings up. It's spinning nicely. Here we go. Ooh. All right. So, recently... On the Chris Long podcast, Martellus Bennett was on there talking about nobody other than Nick Foles. Mm. And uh, he said that doesn't matter what you say, he throws a better ball than Carson Wentz. He's a better quarterback. Um, I just want to get your quick reaction to that. But then the real question is, who would you rather start your 2020 season with? Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? And Dill, I saw that, that big sigh over there, so I'm going to the far right for old Dill there. What do you got? Give me a reaction, and who would you take? It's hard to disagree with uh, one of the few quarterbacks in the league with seven touchdowns in a single game. Got you all the way uh, through the Super Bowl. Gave you a win. I love Carson Wentz. You know, I, I think he's legit. Um, I think that, you know, as far as starting the season, Nick Foles has done great in the roles that he's been given. I don't think that's necessarily going to equate to a starting job being super great for the Bears upcoming. I think he's going to be better than Trubisky would be. But I'd rather have Carson Wentz. And uh, as far as what, what Bennett was saying, I, I have no reason to disagree. I would have no idea, but as, the, as far as throwing a better ball, maybe he just makes the better reads. Oh, um, Doge, what do you think? We'll we'll go to you first. So I enjoy Carson Wentz. He's good, you know, but um, the being injury prone is huge. And sure, if you want to start your season with probably who's Maybe the all-around, better promise, better quarterback. Maybe Carson Wentz is that decision. But uh, if you want to start the season and then try to move forward and continue on a successful season, I think your better option is Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. Got them there. While Carson Wentz, well, Carson Wentz got them there. Nick mm -hmm. Foles finished the job. Sure. Um, you know, and it's all up for debate as to whether or not Carson Wentz could have come through in the clutch moments. Uh, he hasn't really had that opportunity to express himself, but Nick Foles has. And as of right now, I think I would rather go 
Nick Foles just because he's proven himself in the big moments. And that's, so, that's what I think I would want to move forward with. My, my question is for a little bit of a baseball analogy, since uh, we don't have any right since now. Since we're not going to see any until next freaking spring. Right, let's hear right. it. Give me the little taste of baseball. Are you going to go with Aroldis Chapman to start the game for you in the World Series game, or are you going to have him close it out? Well, he is a closer, but Nick Foles and Carson Wentz are both quarterbacks. Right, but he's been a closer, like you said. Like, you might want to start with Wentz, and then you have Nick Foles. I'm just saying it's, you know, with the closing role. Well, starting pitcher and a closing pitcher are, like, almost two completely different positions, though. Yeah, exactly. But quarterback and quarterback are the same position. Nick Foles just won a Super Bowl doing it. And Carson Wentz just got him there. So... It's hard to say, you know, it's like, okay, so another one is the chicken and the egg. You don't know which one's going to come first. You're bad with analogies, dude. Dude, that's, that's not a good analogy. Like, what is starting pitch? How is that a good analogy for two of the same guys? One guy, here's the analogy, or what the thing so, is. Nope, I get to speak. I haven't gone yet. <laughs> um, Freaking Carson Wentz is probably the more talented quarterback. I would say that. He can probably make more plays. He probably can move on the run. You know, he I somehow is not more durable, even though he's probably more talented. But Nick Foles, for whatever reason, is just the locker room guy. You keep hearing about this. Nelson Aguilar, I guess, had a burner account where he would just go online and just tweet, Foles throws better balls all the time. Like, I guess he had stuff like that. Martellus Bennett said that. There was a locker room thing about it. I think Wentz is clearly the more talented guy, and I think that – um more than likely, I would still probably be convinced to start my season with wins because of future potential. But I think if it's a win one game kind of thing, maybe I am bringing in Nick Foles because he's got the locker room. He can rally everybody around him. He's not going to try to do too much as well, which I think is a big Carson Wentz thing. He's trying to be the Superman superhero guy, which maybe that's just an early career um, thing for him. But I would say that, ah, man, this is tough. I think I'm going to go with Wentz because I want to try to maximize the potential that is there. But this is really tough because Foles is a proven winner, like you're saying, Doge. Dill, what other analogies do you have? (laughs) So my thing was that you don't know if they would have even been there without Carson Wentz. Well, the Jaguars were not there with Nick Foles. Right. They were definitely definitely a worse team talent-wise. And and my other thing is, like, you can't – yes, you you have to take into into account that he might be injury-prone, but you can't play somebody just because – or somebody over somebody just because you think the other person is going to get injured. You know what I mean? Like, you can't have – Well, I mean, I'm just saying – if you're asking me who I want to start a season with, though, I mean – Glass bones and paper skin, Carson Wentz. I'll I mean, if I, I mean, are they both on the same team, or do you just get to pick one quarterback that you get to put on your team? You, you're, you just get to pick one. They're not both on your team. That's on. I'm then I'm putting Nick Foles out there. So, there you go. For active starting quarterbacks, um, actually from 1970, it looks like very active. To the present, which I don't recognize any of these guys, which is why I don't think that's so. What kind of what are you looking up? So Carson Wentz and Nick Foles are consecutive order as far as starting um, starting games and their win percentage. 
Carson Wentz, it looks like, is 32 and 25. Nick Foles is 30 and 24. And the percentage is, is a 56.1 for Wentz and a 55.6 for Foles. So it's like. But Foles has a Super Bowl win and an MVP. No doubt. There's no doubt. Like, he, he's proven he can do it. These are active, but the records on this site are from 1970 to present. That's what it was. So. I just, I don't know. When Foles is the main dog and he's leading the show, they don't ever get, like, more than five wins. It's like, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you if you compare, like, when he was on the Jags, like, when I'm comparing, Jags aren't. I'm comparing to, like, the previous Eagles and, like, the Rams, like, he's been around, dude. Yeah. Not like he's, like, somebody that they've, like, franchise tagged and people have kept. Like, mm-hmm. the Jacks traded him, too, for Minshew, who really, or not for Minshew, but to keep Minshew, mm-hmm. who right. really wasn't replacing that great. So, I don't know. It's just, uh, he's, he, he, there's something to be said, though, when guys like Martellus Bennett, you've got to take his opinion, like, for some kind of value. Like, he's, like, Bulls is the better guy. So I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I, right, so it I think the Bears are too. So you're saying Foles? No, I'm saying Wentz. You're I saying Wentz? I think Foles. I don't want to discredit him. I'm not going to. I'm leaving it there. So I'm he's going Wentz. So Foles was with the Eagles for three years, L.A. for a year, Kansas City for a year, Philly for two years, Jacksonville for a year, St. Louis, Paul, and then right? well. Back then, yeah. Okay. Then it's I was like, bro, what? The Rams. And then now he's with Chicago. All I'm saying is that a franchise quarterback does not jump around like this. You will not see Pat Mahomes. Carson Wentz might not be a franchise quarterback either, though. I agree with that. Like, he sure. might just be not like a bust, but so he might just be a guy who just got injured and can't do it anymore. They both have 35 career interceptions. Foles has 71 touchdowns. Carson Wentz has 97. Foles has a ring. <laughs> Carson Wentz was injured and on the bench. Yeah, but dude, he even got through that and had that. I think Carson Wentz like... would have had the MVP that year, though. Yeah. You think Carson Wentz is catching the Philly special touchdown? I don't know if they need the Philly special touchdown if Carson Wentz is in the game. <laughs> it's all up to up to question, dude. But they might not get there. He might. Carson Wentz might be. I think Nick Foles is the perfect for the Super Bowl game. The other games, I can't say the same for. But I think that Nick Foles is the kind of guy where it's like, I don't care. I'm going up against Tom Brady. I don't care. I'm going against Bill Belichick. I'm never going to get this chance again. I got to ball out. Whereas maybe Wentz doesn't get that mindset because he's like, dude, this. I'm on the stage. Like this is my team. Like I could be here for a while. It's like different. But we all know if we could start a franchise, it'd be with Patrick Mahomes. And it would be neither of these right. chumps. Yeah. Right. And then it wouldn't be a wheel of debate, though. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's what makes it a wheel of exactly. debate. So just one last little stat here. Carson Wentz has not thrown more than seven picks since his rookie campaign, which he had 14. So How many, how many seasons has he played 16 games, though? How many seasons has Nick Foles played 16 games? I don't know. I'm just curious. So he has <laughs> I don't think it's been any. Two out of eight. <laughs> Two out of his I don't think five, he's ever started the whole season. Two out of his four <laughs> seasons, he has played 16 games, Doge. Okay, I'm in. So, I mean, That's he's good stat. That's a good stat. 
That's good I stuff. It. I got to see that. <laughs> There's no discrediting that. And I got to stick by my guns. He is a good... Uh, Nick Foles, the most games he ever played was 13. Nice. What was the record of that team? 8-2. and two. I think that was the Vic year as well. Like, I don't know. Or no, wait. Yeah, yeah, he was 8-2. Excuse me. So 10 games? Yeah, so what does that make? How does that make any sense? Games started. Maybe he was, maybe he was 8 and 2 as a he starter, played, but played in 13? Played 13 games, started 10, yeah. Okay. So the most he's ever started is 11, which is 2015 for St. Louis, where he was 4 and 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not a good team, though. No. I don't. He's only been on one good team, and it was that Eagles team. Yeah, you're right. So maybe that's like the point of the thing is he's like, He's like that Tom Brady, like, I don't need the fat contract, but I will get it done. The rest of your team can just be ballers. Yeah. And you can win. Maybe that's what Martellus Bennett means. I don't know. And he did get kind of screwed with Jacksonville last year as far as people are injured. Fournette wasn't healthy at all. Ramsey was asking for a trade. Yeah, they lost their entire (laughs) defensive line from two years ago. They were all asking for a trade because they paid Nick Foles so much money. Yeah, they they couldn't get anybody else any money so <laughs> even he goes by saint nick no he doesn't <laughs> i guess yeah i guess you're right saint nick all all hail saint nick all right i'm spinning this wheel boys let's do one more jolly old saint nicholas i see it okay I was kind of showing it on the uh, live stream, making sure it was in the focus. They don't call it a wheel of debate for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Which version of LeBron James, key, key, key word here, is the most entertaining? So not the most talented, not the best. Who'd you pick in one-on-one? Who would you, like, if they're going to throw on, like, let's say we're old men, and they're throwing on an old LeBron game, which era would you want to see? You're like, oh man, this was the most entertaining LeBron. So we'll go far right again because we know Dill's a Cavs guy and we might just get his answer out of the way. He might be wearing the jersey right now. Which which version of LeBron do you think is the most entertaining? Big Dill. Okay. (sighs) This is close to my heart. As you can see, this is a very old Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. I have a little prop right here. I have my Cavaliers little prop. It does light up. <laughs> I'm a Cavs fan. I have a little prop here. It's a Cavaliers little prop. doesn't light up. <laughs> uh, it would be a light old prop, but... Um, with how young LeBron was coming that into was the league, terrible, terrible one. Yes, with how young he was coming into the league and all the hype that he had around him, and he was so fantastic to watch growing up my entire life from FS Ohio. For everyone out there, if you're you know, on a certain channel network, that's Channel Forty Three. Also, Reds baseball or Blue Jackets hockey. Just in the queue, you know? Just 
Oh, deep in the cow. And all the different calls there. It was a terrible call, but I'm not trying to reenact that. I'm just going over the... I got to go with the first stint in Cleveland. First stint. You know, that was... I mean, it, it's magnificent, wow. but... I can't... Second, not the winner? But... You don't want the winner? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I... I I have to acknowledge both and, and then in their own greatness. Yeah, you pick one, bro. Stint number two with the run in the finals and having the Warriors as that team to beat. Everyone was going out for them. No one could beat them. And somehow LeBron held that team, or not held that team, but was able to beat that team coming back from 3-1. And uh, I think that those years were, were something special. The teams were fun. Um I would say stint two is the most entertaining for me as far as a winning perspective. Like, teach to my left. Josh, what about you? Most entertaining version of LeBron James? My favorite version of LeBron would have easily been stint two of the Cavs. But the most entertaining, although I hate to say it because I didn't cheer for him, was absolutely Heat LeBron. He, I mean, they were like the most like athletic, like fun to watch, just lob city with D Wade, peanut butter and jelly. Like, I mean, that guy was just a completely different kind of athlete than he ever was in Cleveland before or after, or even LA version. Like he was, that's the most entertaining, like in it just like skyrocketed from there with even more like big combos of teams. Like the Celtics did the big three, but then there was the heat three. And then they brought in Ray Allen and like that team was incredible, but that LeBron was the most entertaining in my opinion, just with how unbelievably athletic he was and just like was able to muscle past everybody and combine that with his speed. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. was so fast in Miami. I mean, so many scary moments. He also like changed his body. Yeah. Completely. Zero Dark Thirty LeBron was invented then. We had to shut off his all media. You know, there's, um, I don't know, there's a not, not five, not six, not seven. You know, the big three, they were like the enemy of the NBA. The most entertaining stretch of LeBron, obviously, is that series against the Warriors. And obviously the play where he formed, I guess, more known as the block, where we all know where we were, when it happened. Oh, my goodness. But if you take that finals out, I don't – it's not as entertaining to me as Miami LeBron. I thought the battles with um, the Celtics team was the most entertaining for me because those are grind-em-out battles with Rondo and the guys. Um, You know, obviously the Dirk battle there, the Spurs battles – so I'm going Miami because the second Ooh. stint of LeBron, while they did win one, they got beat up quite a bit. Some of that was injuries early. Some of that was just not going against the or going against, excuse me, the best team of probably all time. So that was not as entertaining mm-hmm. when you just knew it was going to be Warriors Cavs and you knew the Warriors were going to roll the Cavs. Um, so, well, I mean, when they had KD. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and with KD, no it's just... contest. Well, I mean, like, if we had Kawhi... <laughs> if we had Kawhi, it would have been like, okay, that was fair. Yeah. For sure. It didn't, didn't happen, though. 
So we have Blue Ridge Stripe Ray D. Sure. Um, I will say that I think this upcoming LeBron is going to give all of these LeBrons a run for his money here in the tournament. I think it's going to be very, very entertaining. It's it's hard to believe that he's an actual human being. I mean, he just might not be. He could be, like, he could be an alien. A robot. LeBron. Uh, Robo-Bron. I mean, there, there are some games that I was, you know, one in particular that I was able to see him up close from having, like, second row seats at a Cavs game. Rocking the old uh, blue and orange unis. Um, primarily orange with the blue background, but that old Cavaliers, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, that style. I don't know if you can see that, but. Um, and, and just the way that he looked in that, like, I'll pull up some pictures here and, like, show you guys at least for now or, like, after this. But he just was. It's going to sound like I have a crush on him, but. Well, you do. So just spit it out. Yeah, as a Cavaliers fan, absolutely. Like, that's why the Miami team I, and Miami LeBron, I can't ever accept that, that even happened. I completely wiped those years out of my mind. The Cavaliers sucked. Well, he probably would have never won if he didn't leave. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I understand it grew him as a Well, like, person. he learned how to like, win, and then you guys were able to get the ass Kyrie. Kyrie and Kevin Love. Right. Don't yeah. forget drafted Wiggins and convinced the Timberwolves that Anthony he was, Bennett was a good player too. Yeah. I mean he's horrible. Like Yeah. He's not good. I don't think he's played more than I mean, I don't know if he's just crazy. I mean, they were talking about it on uh Bill Simmons pod, Simmons and JJ Reddick this week. Um that LeBron like after his rookie year, like entered his prime, and he's just been in his prime since then for 16 Correct. years. Like he's just a, a completely different kind yep. of player that like the league's never seen. Like to be able to play at that kind of high level for so long, like a 16 year prime is insane. Like they were talking about how like AI's career was like eight years. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron's it's, just been thinking forever. Yeah, hasn't stopped. He just continues. He's kind of like um. I don't know, for some car people out there, it's kind of like how a, like what a Porsche is. You know, a Porsche's great. They just keep tweaking little pieces just to Good keep getting better out. and better. Oh, here we go. You have no hand action you've seen at all. Yeah, That's fine. Just getting better and better. This is me tweaking things. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, I mean, the, essentially a Porsche's been the same for the last 20 or 30 years, but, but it keeps getting better and better. And better and better. And and LeBron just continues to do so. By the way, uh, Anthony Bennett has not been in the league, it looks like, since 2016. Yeah. yeah. And his current team is the Canadian men's Stats national basketball team. Yeah. So nice. team for stepping LeBron in. LeBron invented the, oh, that guy will add something this summer. Like, like guys, I don't know if guys did that before, but LeBron made it like, Hey, I'm gonna add the post this game, or you know, and then post the workout videos, and then add it to the season. Like, damn, dude, he really did add the post, or like something. And then like everybody tries to do that now, where they like add one little thing to their game, and like that's something LeBron is like passed on, or you know, showing people, hey, this is if you want to be as good as me, you got to keep improving, but also stay at my level. So, or the level you're at. I've watched a lot of LeBron personally, 
We're, we're man crushing on LeBron too much. Have you guys ever? We're not even debating anymore. <laughs> I know. Have you guys ever seen? I'm about to spin this wheel. A game other than that Spurs game that he was actually tired and like you could just tell the like, non AC games. Where you're, or yes. The, no. I mean, maybe. so like that's one of the things that's like, dude, his the way he's he bought himself. Say he quit in the Celtics one. Uh, in his last game, in 2010. Round one, yeah, yeah. But absolutely. I think he was tired. I think that mentally he was like, I can't do it with these guys. It's like I'm just not even. Yeah, like what's the point? <laughs> that I I'm not going to go into that. Energy. But um, yeah, I I just think that the way he prepares himself for what he has to get through is next level. I've heard from a podcast. I believe it was just said close. That's why I paused because I'm not sure. That he has like one of the most incredible um, like recovery rates for things like in general, just like sleep and like body, like other like a normal person it would take. I don't know, you like work out and it'll take you like an hour to do something. I guess like this is hypothetical. I don't know the actual numbers. For LeBron, I guess it would take him like fifteen or thirty minutes or something. Where it's like it's like half the time, or he just doesn't eat as much. So. I don't know. We're done crushing on LeBron. He's the man. Um, it's definitely Miami, though, like, no doubt. But the mask, the mask, too. The Heatles? Oh, my God. What are you talking about? Josh. Yes. Grandestino, Grand Floridian, or the Yacht Club? Where are you staying? And let me tell you before you go any further... Who's staying in these places? Oh, yeah, that's the Grand Destino will be housing the greatest teams in the NBA: the Milwaukee Bucks, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Toronto Raptors, future 2020 champion Boston Celtics, the Denver Nuggets with Skinny Jokic, the Utah Jazz and their sick boys, and the Miami Heat. So that's a hot one. Hot ticket there. Hot ticket at the old Grandestino. The Glen? Gland. The Gland. The Gland. The Gland. Probably don't want to go there. Yeah. The Grand Floridian is housing the Thunder, the Sixers, the Rockets, the Pacers, the Mavs, Kyrie-less and KD-less Nets, Big Jaw, and the Orlando Magic. And the uh, Kenny Atkinson as well. That's... Yeah, he will not be coming either. Yeah. You're right. Um, the Yacht Club. Yeah, that's a weird fire anyway. The Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings, Big Zion and the Pellies, San Antonio Spurs, Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns, mm. and Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards. So, Doge, I ask you again. Grand Destino, Grand Floridian, or the Yacht Club? I think I'm going to the Floridian. Middle ground. We did this research before uh, over the weekend. Yes. Most most expensive hotel rooms of all the hotels. So you most got the... Starting price. Most expensive starting price. 7, sure. 10 a night. 7, 10 a night at the Grand Floridian. Exactly. You're getting a bougie stay. You know what? I'm going to just read you the descriptions of them while we're here, and we're taking a Please. slow. Got the time. The Grand Destino. Top teams will go to the Grand Destino, which Disney site calls a celebration of the unique blend of Spanish, Mexican, and Southwest American cultures. 
The tower at the Colorado Springs Resort was opened last July, and rooms start at $263 per night. The Grand Floridian is where Disney says Victorian elegance meets modern sophistication. Regarded as a flagship resort for Disney, room rates typically start at 710 and will reach well into the quadruple digits for suites and rooms with views. Last up is the Yacht Club, where players can <laughs> delight in formal grace of a grand New England-style Yacht Club at this <laughs> lakeside hotel. What a weird quote. Um, <laughs> room rates start at $487 a night. We just booked one, actually. Okay. There's a significant drawback here. However, as the resort shares many amenities within the beach club, one of the properties Disney plans to reopen on June 22nd. So that could make maintaining this bubble a little bit more trickier than you'd want. AKA, they're Ooh. cutting the people that are moving out of that and moving them out. The Yacht Club is not going to be there for long, as you can tell by the teams. Doge, you said Floridian. Are you sticking with that after the descriptions? I'm staying with Floridian. You get the Victorian accents. That's exactly what I want. Living the life of luxury. Elegant. I'm down there in the bubble. I want to be living it up, living it right. And uh, we were talking about this, though, over the weekend, too. I think, uh, you know, we've got some fun teams in there. We've got the Rockets. We've got, you know, the, the Thunder with Chris Paul. I want to avoid the Grand Destino because, like you said, they've got the Utah Jazz Sick Boys. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We, I mean, we got to keep an eye on, on them. Go Bear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, still, <clears throat> I'm, I'm staying still, in the Floridian, dude. I think that'll be a fun, fun crew. You're in the middle ground, so people are probably going to be sticking around. I feel like the Yacht Club could really thin out after a while. Yeah. And that Victorian life of luxury. I mean, I'm in. Sign me up. So. Like you said, we did a little pre-research on this. Um, I was originally going to go with the Yacht Club for tampering purposes only. But I'm thinking about this in a different way. Now, there's going to be plenty of tampering, so that is going to be one of my main factors. But I think I'm, I'm leaning towards the Floridian now in this second realm of us doing this. We did a pre-warm-up, and I was feeling the Yacht Club. Because when you go to like a, a trip with somebody... You want to kind of bunk with the guy who's planning the trip because he knows everything that's going on. He's going to, he's going to know where the best spots are. He's going to probably book himself the best room. You know what I mean? He's going to know when all the food is like, if you're planning the trip, you probably know everything about it. So that's why I'm leaning towards, excuse me, to Lords, to Lords, to the Lords. I'm leaning to the Lord to find my decision. And, um, I am, I was going to say the Floridian for that reason, but I'm sticking with the Yacht Club. I want to tamper. I want to get some of these young guys. Give me Devin Booker. Give me Bradley Beal. Come on, baby. Bill, are you tampering? Are you having fun? Are you, are you just going to fanboy over Bron Bron? I'm right. stealing. I'm trying to steal Dame out here. I'm trying to still, I'm trying so to get on the elephants. Who, who are my uh, partners in the? Which one? The Grand Bambino. The Grand Destino Bambino. Yeah. Uh, Big Giannis, AD, and LeBron. It's only these guys. It's only Giannis. No I'm kidding. Uh, the Bucks, <laughs> the Lakers, the Raptors, Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, and the and the Heat. 
the Utah Six. The Utah Ill. The Utah... The Plague. Yeah, the Utah Plague. The okay. Utah Virus. The Utah Virus. The Ute Virus. Yeah, I'm, I'm still sticking with my original pick of the Destino. Wow. So... We're all staying in different spots. Like, I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, like, we we can all get different info from all the different teams right. on the different parts of campus. Uh, the reason why is it's, you know, first off, the great Bambino. Probably. Or Grand Bambino. <laughs> uh, it does have LeBron there. He might be staying in I think that he would just, I think he would just be a character, you know. I No, LeBron has his times where he's... Is he going zero dark thirty? Do you, you this? really think playoff LeBron's gonna be a character? Oh yeah. Get out of here. Oh, we're yeah. gonna have the most fun yacht club because half these guys are like, dude, we're here for like a week. Let's just go. I'm not gonna play eight games, I'm out of here. And I also I mean LeBron James is <laughs> if pretty you see vocal. LeBron in the hallway, he might bump you on the shoulder and be like, Oh god, here, man. I've been pretty you know vocal man? that I don't think Giannis is ever getting a ring. Yeah, he might beat you up. So I'm here to brawl with Giannis, see what's see what's up. You know, this we're still doing the uh, disposition that we're the number one like uh, NBA thing, right? I guess we didn't explain that in this one, but yeah, I was assuming I'm a top level NBA player. Okay, in this, <clears throat> this world, I'm so start a podcast with JJ Redick. Yeah, I'd love. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would be Are interested in having some conversations with Zion and some of those guys. Oh, well, you're in the wrong spot. Um, I mean, I would much rather hang out with the Brow. Dude, these guys are if, not going to be available Dwight, to if hang Dwight's out. If hanging out, you know, Dwight will hang out. If he's there, I think he still said he was going to go. I think he was just okay. saying they, he just wanted because some people can't like speak up. He wanted to say something so that okay. we can like make it uh so than just wearing yeah. a shirt or something. You know, try to add some money behind it. And for whatever reason, we're in the uh, I don't know if there's some like incident info as far as incident incident. Some insider info as far as why the hotels are with the tier one teams, not so much. What? Like what? why? Like why did you just get black? Like where did Vladimir come from? No, I just said insider incorrectly. So I, as far as like why would the nicest hotel like is that not the nicest hotel? No, it's the newest. It's just the newest. It's not the nicest though. I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like unless there's some sort of un- in, I can't even say it now because you guys keep making fun of me the way I say <laughs> well, it. You just inside of Vladimir on us, dude. No, I did not go for Vladimir. Stop. No. This is not a Timothy. Do we want to spin one more? Do we want to I mean, if it's the overall nicest, then it would have the highest starting price. That's what I mean. But maybe it just has more room, so the starting price is lower. I think the Floridian. I think the Floridian's pretty big. Because it can pump it up in volume. I bet the penthouse suites are better in the newer one because they're newer. But you're not getting all the penthouse suites. I am. Yeah, we are. Maybe. Me? Yeah. You're at the Yacht Club, Teach. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he's got a personal invitation. I'm the best player in the Yacht Club. (laughs) No doubt. I mean, I'm making the playoffs. I'm getting in that four-game window. I don't. I'm certainly in the East, probably. Sure. 
Like someone to win. I guess do we have to pick a team to be on then. Oof. Because then I sign me up for the Destino. I'm already rocking. The, I'm already signed. Game game ready gear. But yeah, no. Um, I'd be on the Pelican. I'm not ready to use it. You want to spend? Yeah, what are we at? Sure, one more. We got one more. We got one more for you folks. This is this is the first live show. Let's give them a little more juice. You know? Mm. Where the juice at? Starts games next year. It's going to be bad news. I just saw Nick Foles again. That's why I brought that up. Mitchie Biscuits. Okay. Doge? Yes. Is $3 million worth too much for Mark McGuire's 70th home run ball? Yes or no? And then what would you, you decide is your most prized or a most prized piece of memorabilia? Like something that you would just be like, I'd pay $3 million bucks for that. Um, well, would it be something I would pay $3 million for or something... Give that me I can just get a better value on that I would rather have. Give me your opinion of the Mark McGuire ball first, and then I would say something that you would like if there was went up to auction that you would it'd be like if you obviously we're assuming we have the money here. We just like to assume a bunch of things. Yeah, we're super good athletes. We have super super good money. Um, but if you had three million to spend on memorabilia. What one item would you potentially spend it on, or what is something that you would value it that much? But even if it doesn't have that much auction value, I guess three million for McGuire's seventieth home run ball is way too much. Yeah, wait. Um, I mean, there's there's all sorts of other memorabilia pieces that have gone for way less that I think I would much rather have. But I think the one in particular, which I'm a little bit biased, but the hit king, Pete Rose, when he slapped his 4,192nd hit, uh, that ball just recently went to auction um, in 2017, and it was only sold for $403,657. So for the player that had what? the most, yeah. So for the player that hit the most hits ever in the MLB, his record breaking hit sold for like, one eighth almost of what Mark McGuire's <laughs> balls like sold for. Like that's absurd. Yeah, I need first of all, that's ridiculous. I don't what? Who so someone got just hosed with this three million dollar ball is what it sounds like. Yeah. Cause I know the Barry Bonds, even though everybody knows what? Is that what you're gonna say? Going there. What are you what do you go in there with then? That was gonna be that was gonna be what I would do. I was just gonna say that his ball was worth five hundred thousand, so you could save yourself quite a bit of change if you wanted to do that. Then I think it's definitely too much. My piece of memorabilia that I would like to pay for for that much, if see, I've got two. These I've decided between two pieces of. Basketball attire. Mm. And 
One is the Kevin Garnett game-worn jersey. Hopefully I can get this autograph of when they clinched and beat the Lakers in game six. And the other is in because if not, I will not have a chance to get it autographed. What would be Kobe's last jersey, like game-worn jersey, when he dropped 60. I'm sure there's some other better ones, but that one was a moment that I was alive and present for and, like, really sat down and soaked it in his passing. Um, you know, everything's been a little more important with Kobe. So I think if I could get one of those or if I could split the difference and get them both for three mil, that's what I would do. I'd always framed and hung up next to each other somewhere. So, Bill, you're going Bonzer? All right, so for, for two reasons. One, Barry Bonds, you know, even though people uh, in the baseball world have an asterisk, asterisk, can't say it now, next to his name. Um, so the reason why I grew up in that era of watching him as a little adolescent going up through the years, but it also happened on my, uh, my 13th birthday, so... August 7th, 2007. Um, so that's, that's pretty unique that it happened because it was on my birthday. So I was like, you know what? Let's see what number 756 is. And it um, said that eventually the guy who found it um, in the maze of people trying to get the ball uh, ended up selling it to, let's see, Mark Echo, the fashion designer. What? For $752,000. Oh, like the guy? Like Mark? Like the actual... Like the guy. He is Mark? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm here for that, though. So, I think for $3 million for McGuire's 70th home run versus the all-time leading record in home runs in a career at 7.56, of which he ended up getting 7.62. I think that 7.56 is by far the most financially... You don't think the, number, the last one is? No. Oh. I think the record, like 7.62 or whatever. Because he already broke the record at 7.56. That's the way I look at it. That's fair. I don't know. I was like, like, that's, like, that's the one that gave him the number one spot. I don't know. To me, it's just like, well, they had... Oh, it's like the, the next one's better to me. That's how I. I'm let's not see, let's see if that one. Let's see what that one was for. So you basically could have gotten Barry Bonds record-breaking on ball, and still had like two point two million. Pete-breaking hit, and had like two mil left. Uh, that's funny. <clears throat> hey, uh. He's he's viewing us. So That's good, Pat. I wonder if our sound. I'm gonna ask him. If his last good. number seven sixty two sold for under three hundred thousand. I mean, give me that one too, and then I still have like one point six mil to work with, like in my <laughs> right. And like I'll <laughs> that's memorabilia. It's way too much money. I'm surprised you didn't say like an original. Um, one of the uh, original Boston floors, like floor pieces. Park K. Yeah, man, that would be cool. Or like that's like getting like an original seat from Fenway. Or that's like something, something that I wouldn't have. Like, like I said, I want something I could like. I was tangibly like with. Yeah, like like the KG moment. I've like said it a million times. But, like I'm, I'll never forget like sneaking down and watching that game and like being too loud. 
and getting in trouble like in the back house at the lake like but like that was an awesome moment three million is way too much what's the like what's the highest is that the let's give it a peep um, I'm hitting what, what do you think it is i think it probably is it's got to be some it's got no yeah like it's, it's a card i'm sure right with the yankees back then yeah james naismith's dude yeah 1891 rules of basketball 4.3 million i would pay that much for that for sure so new york yankees baseball jersey worn by babe ruth in the 1920 season sold for 4.4 in 2012 bro babe ruth's contract sells for a mill 2016 the 10 most valuable sports card record setting combined 12.1 yeah but that's 10 different pieces the one Babe Ruth baseball jersey is wild. Yeah, 4.415. That's insane. See, but that's worth it to me. Muhammad Ali boxing gloves would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But not the Mark McGuire home run ball. Absolutely too expensive. No, it doesn't belong in this list. No. Yeah. That's like... Yeah, Babe Ruth's first... Yankee home run bat, 1.26 million. And a Bambino. He's on here a lot. Yeah. I mean, you any, can do those. You can straight up. Like, for under a mil. For, yeah. I'm in. We might have to just buy some trophies. I'll be it. They ain't got no rewards for that. The rules of basketball is a sweet, sweet piece of memorabilia. These are, I mean, these are just iconic pieces of sports history that, you know. But, I, but Mark McGuire's home run ball definitely doesn't fit in there. No, that's what so I'm I saying. I think that's the answer. So that's These the answer. Roots too much. Each individual game. So like baseball, I mean, like yeah, Bay Ruth and stuff. But I mean, like he's like uh, still like a legend. I mean, like a myth. That's like how social media is and how TV is just can't happen today. You know what I mean? Because you wouldn't be able to watch him on TV like you did Mark McGuire. Um, right. The Naismith basketball. Like, it's it would like, have to be a whole new sport that formed. And like, and then we wouldn't reckon for a, a century. Like, if somebody, it'd be somebody, like, tweeted out, like, the rules of spike ball tweets. Like, and that, like, it would became, like, a huge global sport. Or but it's like a digital like, footprint still that's, like... Right. It's not some like old well, yeah, piece of like, paper right. that just like has a historical value to it. Like, yeah, it had to be like the, the first one they printed out. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. first copy they printed or scanned, yeah. you know, like the first laminated piece of their whiteboard. I don't know. Either way, Mark McGuire, three mil, too much for a ball. Yeah. Too much. We... Yeah. If I had the money and I just, you know, I'd say, well, if I just want it, much more memorabilia than that. Yeah. But I pick if, up two FA Cups. But if I'm just like Eagles guy, <laughs> huge Mark guy, I have the money. I have all the other stuff I want. Like, okay, right? You're like you asking me if, like, if you're if we got in a bidding war over the KG jersey, I would pay more than three million. But that, that's just, just what we put the number at it because that's what the number because right. I want it. You want it right because I want it, which I'm sure this is what this guy was like too. He's like, I want this. I probably collect a lot of balls. Well, wow. so, who knows? And baseball. All right, ladies. Uh, we heard it was a little spotty, so we're gonna we're gonna check on that. But we at least got some video recorded. We got some audio recorded. I'm gonna post this for you. We're going to 
do one of these again sometime soon. I know Dill's got a little Florida trip here soon, so uh, maybe we'll get some Florida Dill. Who knows? But uh, Dill, from the far right, thank you for joining in. We appreciate it. Thank you. Hope you uh, can see these hand signals. <laughs> Big Dozier, on just my regular right. Uh, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one, gentlemen. This is the Clubhouse.